The Blur Havoc podcast may contain content some may find offensive, vulgar, or inappropriate for work or school. All views expressed on this show solely belong to the individual that expressed them. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, I am your host, the fabulous Alistair Haken, and welcome to the Sonic Forces episode that I was alluding to in my last episode. I can't even say alluded to, I I said I was going to do this, but we got to talk about Sonic Forces because, what is it, five years later, on the verge of a new Sonic game coming out, I finally played Sonic Forces to see why it's so hated, and... I kind of get it. I kind of get why it's hated. We still have the bottle of water as my drink of choice right now, so that that's why I'm not talking about it. But um, I kind of get why Sonic Forces is hated. Because I played it, and I there is not one single thing about that game that is spectacular. And that's saying something, because usually the music in Sonic games is, spe- is spectacular. Across the... It's not like the music is... I'm not going to get to this right now. Um, but what's, what, what exactly can I sum up as the problem with Sonic Forces is that the game does not know what it wants to be. In terms of the story, let's start with that first. In terms of the story, it's like it wants to be Sonic Adventure 2 and, and even Sonic 06 and Shadow the Hedgehog. It wants to be an adventure era story, but it treats itself like a meta era in case you didn't know meta era is games from colors to current era right it treats itself like a meta era game when it wants to be an adventure era game which let's be real the adventure era games even with all their flaws they knew how to escalate the stakes they knew how to make you feel like you were you were playing a movie especially sonic adventure 2 with the the final hazard one of the best not even one of, it is the, I won't say the best final battle, because it's kind of easy, but I will say one of the most cinematic, and dare I say, unironically epic final battles in a Sonic in a Sonic franchise. I will say a close second is, is Solaris from Sonic 06, which, even though the game is terrible, that final battle is pretty epic, dude, I'm not gonna lie. But, besides the point, um... They want Sonic Forces wanted that cinematic, like, darker tone that the Adventure Era games had, but they didn't want to commit. They still wanted their their fourth wall breaks and their, you know, and their herder, you know, memes kind of like thing and like uh, like look at the camera winking kind of moments. And it treats it treats its premise with the with the weight of like a sheet of paper. Right, because here's in case you didn't know, here's the premise. The premise is that Doctor Eggman, with the help of this this genetically modified creation known as Infinite, work together to take down Sonic and take over the world, or at the very least in the canon, it's called South Island, which is where all the animal characters live, and then there's a, a the rest of the world that has humans in it, but Sonic and this guy named Infinite take over South Island where Sonic and his friends live, right? Which is considered the world, basically. <laughs> but 
but and in Sonic and Sonic's friends form this this rebellion, this resistance. Dare I say, freedom fighters to fight off Eggman, right? And it's like a, it's like an army, dude, an army of like anthropomorphic animal characters, right? But the problem is, is that we don't ever get to see them actually like wage war and actually like you know do anything right because okay so here's one instance where i just felt like it was just not done right is that there's a part where towards the end of the game sonic is like you know rushing towards the uh the main chamber where the phantom ruby is stored and there is a mention that apparently sonic's friends have fleets which are literally never seen throughout the rest of the game. Am I am I missing something? Hold on, hold on. Let me double check. Let me double check. Cuz they they 100% mention that the resistance has fleets. But we never see them. Okay, that's on DeviantArt. Yeah, like literally throughout all of Sonic Forces, there are there, they they mention that there is a resistance fleet, but we never see it. Never seen. And then there's in during the uh, Central City fight, I think this was called Central City, um, where you play as the the Avatar and Infinite's like screwing around with the gravity and reality and stuff. Um, there is a mention that there's some big battle going on somewhere. And we never get to see any of it. Like, in order... Okay, here's the thing. In Sonic Adventure 2, there is a part where... Egg, this is the this is what Sonic Forces basically does. It'd be the equivalent of Sonic Adventure 2, where Eggman blows up the moon, but they don't show it. If Sonic Forces did the story that Sonic Adventure 2 did, Eggman would blow up the moon off-screen. And we'd hear about it, but we'd never see it. Like when they mention, oh, Eggman took over the world, right? And it's like, okay, so do we get to see that happen? No, it's just like the, the city that Sonic goes to save is already destroyed at the beginning of the game. And that city remains destroyed for the entirety of the game. We don't get to see, you know, the struggle between the Resistance and Eggman. We don't get to see much of anything when it comes to the greater you know the greater scale and scope of this battle they literally have a line where knuckles says hey this is war is not you know war is grim or something like that and it's like this line sticks out in the story because they don't give it the weight it deserves because in sonic adventure 2 even though sonic even though sonic is a cartoon blue hedgehog the, st the story in Sonic Adventure 2 is pretty tense, dude. There's literally a part where Eggman holds a gun up to Amy's head and says, Drop the Chaos Emerald, I'm gonna put a hole in her head. And it's like, yikes! There are literally parts of the game where Sonic is thought to be dead. Shadow literally dies at the end of Sonic Adventure 2. Ca characters die in this in this game. Like, people die in this game, dude. With Sonic Forces, it's like, oh no, well, we we lost. I, I don't even think they use the word casualties. 
it's just it just doesn't use the, it doesn't use the premise it has to the fullest potential and honestly what it is is that it's suffering from an identity crisis that's what it is it's suffering from an identity crisis it doesn't know what it wants to be in terms of the story I don't even want to talk about infinite because infinite is cringe incarnate okay it's like like I said this before they Sonic team is desperately desperately trying to capture that lightning in a bottle again that they got with shadow because shadow is one of the most popular characters in the Sonic franchise several years in the 2000s shadow was more popular than Sonic Like, you know, honestly, like I said, Shadow is my favorite character in the Sonic franchise, you know, because I constantly remember the Shadow from the Adventure era, especially Sonic Adventure 2 Shadow. His current incarnation is not that great. But Infinite, let's, let's talk about Infinite. Infinite is cringe, okay? And we all, if you know anything about Sonic Forces, you know what the biggest cringiest part about Infinite is, and it's his backstory. So in case you didn't know, Episode Shadow is a deal, a free DLC for Sonic Forces, where you get to play a Shadow, and it's like a, it's like a prequel to the events of the of the official game, right? And we find out that on a mission for Gun, which I'm assuming Shadow is with Gun in this mission, but on a mission with Gun for Gun. He goes to raid Eggman's base, which Eggman has, like, hired a mercenary team called Jackal Squad. And their leader is Infinite. And Shadow, like, completely bodies Infinite. with, And it's, like, no contest. And then Shadow calls him pathetic. And then Shadow, like, leaves him, leaves him alive. Not even for dead. Like, Infinite is just alive. Shadow, like, chaos controls out of there after calling him pathetic. And then, like, <laughs> and then Infinite kind of, like, just starts reeing about being called pathetic, and he says, I'm not weak. And that's the reason why he turned into a, an omnipotent, like, all-powerful villain. And it's just, like, this is the cringiest shit I've seen since Shadow the Hedgehog. Okay? And honestly, I don't even think Shadow the Hedgehog is that cringe. I don't. Like, things that make me cringe are things like... Like, the, the bronies make me cringe. That kind of shit makes me cringe. And Infinite makes me cringe the same exact way. You know it's bad when I can I can play Shadow the Hedgehog with a straight face and not cringe. But Infinite, in his backstory, makes me want to just pull my face off, okay? It's bad. Alright? There's pretty... There's, there's, there's a lot of cringy moments in Sonic Forces. And, um... One of them is a uh, fist bump. Oh yeah, here we go. R slash unpopular opinions. I hate the song fist bump. I hate that song. And everyone seems to everyone seems to love it. Everyone's like, oh, speed but fist bump is even people that don't like fist bump. Like even though people like oh, get, my, get my shit together. Even people that don't like the game love fist bump it's such a great song i hate that song because it is the embodiment of everything wrong with this fucking game 
Fist Bump is Fist Bump is a tonally dissonant song that doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be like this this adventure era like live and learn open your heart kind of song with the guitar. It doesn't know if it wants to be reach for the stars with its piano and uh synths. And it doesn't know if it wants to be an anime intro song with its like incredibly fast-paced like lyrics. And um really like in something about the like the key is just ooh, it just makes me like cringe. It doesn't sound right. And and the sad part is that apparently it can be done right because there's a uh, what is it called? It's like it's called Fist Bump Edgy Remix, which has the original guitarist for uh, Crush for You June Sinou, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, and he does the guitar for that version. And it sounds way better. It sounds way better. The vocals sound better. The guitar sounds better. Everything sounds better. And I'm not saying that because it sounds heavier, but it sounds better. Because they knew what they wanted to do going in. They wanted to take Fist Bump and make it sound darker. And that's what they accomplished. It sounds great. I won't say it sounds great, but it sounds good. I could listen to it without cringing. But that song is, is just like the game. It just doesn't know what it wants to do. I will say that the, the, vo- the voice delivery for most of the lines is competent. You know, it's not garb. It's not garbage. You know, Sonic. You know, Roger Craig Smith sounds good as Sonic in this game because he sounded terrible as Sonic in Lost World. But he sounds good in this game. Shadow sounds pretty good as Shadow in this game. He doesn't sound like he's, you know, trying to rasp and sound like a snake, like in Sonic Boom where he was like, "You and your friends are pathetic." And it's like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to sound like Starscream or Shadow? What is this? Oh man. And then, oh, the characterization is so bad. Like, Knuckles is an idiot in the in a different sense in this game. Where he's the he's the resistance general. And it's just like, how can you be the resistance general, be from a warrior a, a warrior race, and be so bad at strategy? Like, he calls this operation Operation Big Wave. And it literally gets, like, I'm pretty sure it gets, like, half of his people killed. Because he's just like, let's just all attack Eggman's base at the same time and it gets half of his troops like fucking bodied <laughs> and it's like uh knuckles is supposed to be from a warrior tribe he should be a pretty good strategist but he's a moron in this game and it's not helped by the fact that in sonic boom he's also a moron so now the prevailing myth is that knuckles is a fucking idiot which is not true and then there's silver silver actually silver's pretty decent in this game he's not he's not he's not an idiot he's not whining and whinging all the time Shadow's pretty decent. He's not folding his arms, talking about how he's better than everybody, like in a lot of other games. Um, Amy's, you know, pretty much Amy. <laughs> She's Amy. That's about it. Kind of sucks that her character stopped developing after Sonic. I'd say Sonic Heroes. Her character stopped developing after that game. Um, then there's uh, ooh, Tails. Tails is a sore spot for a lot of the fans because if you don't, if you don't. No, in Sonic Adventure, so- Tails' storyline was about him developing as a person. Instead, instead of being Sonic's sidekick, he was supposed to become his own hero, which is uh, capstoned by him saving Station Square from Eggman's bomb, right, by himself. Because Sonic was preoccupied on the egg carrier with Chaos 6 or something like that. I, I don't remember. Sonic was preoccupied by something. 
And Tails was the, was close enough to Station Square. He's like, I have to stop Eggman from blowing up Station Square. And then he also proceeds to defeat Eggman by himself. Right? But, and then Sonic Adventure 2, he, he, like, the moment where he believes Sonic has died, he's like, this is the first time Sonic has ever asked me to do anything. I need to step up and make this happen. Which is developing, you know, his character from the first game. It's the first adventure game where he's like, I need to become my own person to, I need to become my own hero. Right? Oh, man. I'm so sorry. My pizza got delivered while I was talking. But, yeah, Sonic Adventure 2, Tails learned how to be his own hero. And then Sonic Heroes, uh, Tails doesn't actually really develop much in Sonic Heroes, to be completely honest. That's kind of unfortunate that Tails just kind of stops developing after Sonic Heroes. But, that's not as bad as what happens in Sonic Forces, where he regresses. He stayed pretty consistent from Sonic Heroes all the way to Sonic colors where he was just like you know there and he could do things without sonic being attached to his hip but in sonic forces when sonic is presumed dead tails literally can't do anything anymore he sees chaos zero a character that he here's the thing he sees chaos zero and literally shivers in his boots literally covers his head like bends over and just allows and just is just like prepared for chaos to just ream him literally right the problem with that is that tails has defeated an, an a, a way more powerful version of chaos in sonic adventure he defeated chaos 4 without sonic's help bro but he comes across chaos 0 and he's like oh man this is spicy i can't do this sonic help me huh what is this? I'm sorry, I just ate another slice of pizza. Okay. But, yeah, that'd be the equivalent of, like, uh, I'm not huge on Dragon Ball Z, but let's use Dragon Ball Z. Let's, that'd be, like, the equivalent of Goku going against Raditz, defeating Raditz. If I'm not mistaken, that does happen. And then later on, he fights Raditz again after he's learned how to be Super Saiyan 7... Kaioken monkey god version 9 or whatever, right? And um, he goes against Raditz. He's like, oh my god, Vegeta, help me! Huh? What? Doesn't make any sense. You've already defeated a much weaker version of this character. It, ugh, Jesus. At least Eggman is kind of in top form where he's, you know, he's he's threatening he's not as threatening as in sonic adventure 2 sonic adventure 2 he was ooh-wee. he was um he was a menace in sonic adventure 2 did i say sonic adventure 3 i meant sonic adventure 2 my bad um yeah he was an absolute menace in sonic adventure 2 and that's one thing i like about the meta era is that eggman is actually a competent threat again after being kind of a joke after sonic 06 he was kind of a joke where he was a joke in Sonic Riders, Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Colors, he was kind of a joke. In Sonic Lost Worlds, he was kind of a joke too. But in Generations, he was the main threat of that game. Uh, so, so Eggman is um 
is in top, not top form, but he's in pretty decent form in this game. Like I said, Infinite is cringe incarnate, so I'm not going to talk about him again. Rouge's voice is, oh, it's nails on chalkboard, man. It's bad. I thought her hero's voice actress was pretty bad, but man, Rouge is something else in this game. Her voice sounds awful. Um, I do like the fact that Team Dark are still a thing, and they're still friends, you know? They still stick together. They still work together. They're, you know, playing off of the thing that's, things that were established in Heroes. Um, who else? And Team Chaotix is here. You know, they're, you know, they haven't been in a Sonic game, or in the, the you know, the main story of a Sonic game since Shadow the Hedgehog, but that's cool. But Sonic himself, we gotta talk about Sonic himself for a second. Okay, so I just pulled up the page. I'll call it meddling. No, executive meddling. Oh my god, that pepperoni is kicking my ass in my throat. But it's called executive meddling for Sonic the Hedgehog IDW. And the thing about this is that it reveals the internal and external mandates that Sega has for the depiction of Sonic the Hedgehog. Some of these are really, really fucking strange, dude. Um,. Like, one of them is that Sonic cannot be shown getting too emotional. So he can't be getting too mad, he can't cry, he can't get scared, he can't show too much emotion. And in, in Sonic Forces, you can see that that's translating to the games as well. Because there's a scene where it's revealed that Sonic, this is only in the American version by the way, Sonic was tortured for six months after his supposed death. When everyone thought he was dead, he was actually, like, alive, but Eggman was torturing him just for shits and giggles, which is pretty, pretty fucking wild, actually. But when you finally get eyes on Sonic, Sonic is just sitting there swinging his legs in his jail cell with his arms restrained. He's just like, hum, hum, hum. and it's like, dude, you've been tortured for the past six months, bro. Are you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. And then Zavik opens the chamber, and then Sonic escapes, and he's like, I'm no worse for wear. And it's like, huh? Were you tortured or not? And that's the problem, is that this mandate causes Sonic to be tonally dissonant. Even even without the torturing line from the, the US version, the fact that Sonic lost and was locked away for six months, Sonic should be feeling some kind of way about that. It shouldn't just be... It shouldn't just be like, oh, whatever, you know, I'm free now, so now I can kick Eggman's butt. It's like, no, man, you, you should definitely feel something about that. And what what else is weird in here? Um, let's see. Um, there's some there's some other weird things I know. And there's another one. It says all major character development must be approved by Sega, which is hilarious because they do character character regression in Sonic Forces. Character regression, character perversion, character stagnation, all in Sonic Forces, but no character development. And here's another one that's really weird. Knuckles is not allowed to leave Angel Island unless he has a very good reason to. Which in Sonic Forces, that's debatable. Because um, Eggman has taken over the world. You think Knuckles would be like, I need to hunker down the Master Emerald or else he'll try to steal it or something like that, right? Nah, Knuckles is the leader of the resistance. Lord. Interesting side note, apparently there were two, um, 
There were two characters in the comic books that they wanted to make a couple, which I believe are their two female characters. They wanted to make them a couple, and Sega was like, hell no. And I would I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, no, 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 no. You are not bringing that weird shit into my, in my stuff. Everything I, everything like that needs to be approved by me. But yeah. Uh, t -t -t yeah, um, Sega has a lot of mandates. They, they have a lot of mandates. They have, they're very strict about how Sonic is allowed to be depicted. And it causes, it causes the story to be hindered by it. By caused by forcing them to have sonic be this this cool dude that's never down he's never sad he's just like i'm a cool dude now I'll, I'll save the world every time and it's like sonic wasn't always like that though because if you recall at the end of sonic adventure 2 sonic wasn't sonic was actually kind of emotional that he failed to save shadow because amy is like sonic what's wrong while he's looking down at the ground he's like it's it's nothing, which which is clearly not true. It's clear that he's kind of bothered by the fact that he wasn't not even kind of. He's really bothered by the fact that he wasn't able to save Shadow. So, yeah, so, so, Sega is more concerned with um, keeping Sonic as a brand rather than keeping uh, rather than making him a character. Which honestly. All corporations are like that now, where their characters are no longer characters, they are brands. They're too afraid of making their character look silly or or uh, not progressive enough in this current era. Um, so they end up shooting their characters in the foot. How many characters can you think of right now in comic books that are stagnant, that have not developed in the past 10 years? Right, because you can't make a brand off of something that is constantly changing. Anything else I want to talk about with Sonic Forces? Um, Gameplay-wise, uh, it's definitely not as tight as Generations. Or even Colors. It's just not that tight. <laughs> oh, excuse me. But, yeah, this is the... Sonic Forces is 100% the poster child of of just not, you know, knowing what it wants to do, you know? And then there's another thing that's interesting here. It says, game, for executive meddling, game characters that already died in canon, such as Mephilus, Black Doom, to call and Chaos are banned from use, which is interesting for two reasons. Because Chaos is in Sonic Forces. And then interesting in a in a a Sonic Twitter takeover, the most recent one I believe for Sonic Colors Ultimate. Um, apparently, they not only reference Black Doom, but apparently Black Doom is still alive because they actually they ask um they ask Yakker I believe I don't remember if they ask Yakker or Shadow this question, but they say is Black Doom a Wisp or is Doom's eye a Wisp? In, in Black Black Shadow Lord Shadow the Hedgehog is like uh yeah I don't know but we went we went to like dinner together one day and we were just chilling out and it's just like huh what <laughs> so even like and that's strictly the American you know Sega the American Sonic team 
So maybe they're just kind of just saying, F it. Like they, because here's the thing, so, Jap, Japanese Sonic team, they do not like referencing Shadow the Hedgehog at all. They like to pretend that game does not exist. The, the most we get from that game is an occasional all hell shadow jingle. Like in Sonic Forces, all hell shadow plays when the real shadow kicks the fake shadow. And then we get the the Westopolis remix for episode shadow, which honestly, I'm not going to lie, that remix is a banger because it has Westopolis and Radical Highway fused together. And it's it's a, it's a banger. But, um, but yeah, Japanese Sonic team, they don't like referencing Shadow the Hedgehog. They make They make little use of the assets in that game. However, the American Sonic team, they reference Shadow the Hedgehog all the time. Like the Twitter uh Twitter take the Twitter takeover where they um they mention that Shadow uh has never found the fourth Chaos Emerald and then he says he actually says I never found that damn fourth Chaos Emerald, but they censor the word damn. Which canonically apparently Shadow is the only character allowed to swear <laughs> in the American version. But in that's the sad thing is that the American team is more interested in like actually having these characters be characters while the Japanese team is like they are brands they are not to be trifled with they are to remain the same unless we say otherwise which is basically how Sonic Boom was created because they were like uh, we don't really want to be changing these characters but we'll let an American team make their own version of Sonic and we all know how that turned out we got idiot knuckles and Kind of asshole-ish Sonic. But, yeah. <sighs> That's going to do it for today. Um, before the season is over, we are going to talk about Sonic Adventure 2 as a retrospect. So that we can finally have an episode that is not full of salt. Um, but, yeah. I'll leave you guys to it. I'm about to go enjoy the rest of my pizza. Um, I will see you all in the next episode. Make sure you drink lots of water. I'm about to drink the rest of my water. And stay out of this heat, man. It's hot. It's hot out here. Ta-ta for now. Thank you for listening to the Blur Havoc podcast. Purchase the Blur Havoc book series on Amazon Kindle or paperback today. 